Hello <laughs> und herzlich willkommen uh, uh, to DJ Sardonic. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate uh, that um, yeah, you craze me with your, uh, because I have a few stories I can tell you about you. <laughs> so um, for the people who might not know who you are, can you please introduce yourself and say, um, you know, where you're from, maybe your musical background and what you're doing. And um, yeah, and then we take it from there. Yeah. Let's see if, uh, if the Deutsch course was uh, good enough. <laughs> so, ich heiße Federico Agreda Alvarez. Ich komme aus Venezuela. Ich arbeite als Musiker, DJ, Musikproduzent, auch für andere Künstler. Um, also, ich spiele Tastaturinstrumenten auch. Nicht so gut, also ich bin kein Jordan Rudess, weißt du, aber mhm. sollte genug, genug sein, äh, für, meine, für meine Musik zu produzieren. Mhm. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And now <laughs> we switch to English. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, because I figured, you know, we're going to show this to, to a lot of people. I mean, I said, my name is Federico Agreda Alvarez. I come from Venezuela. I work as a musician, DJ, music producer. I play some keyboard, not enough, but enough to make music with. And um, yeah, also, ich freue mich hier so sein. I'm very happy to be here. For, and thank you for the invitation. Yeah, I'm thank you. To your stories now. Uh, yeah, okay, so the first story is a, is a little bit mean because, uh, um, you know, as I found you on the internet, I was just starting out to do uh, industrial music myself. And I found you and I was like, um, I'm not going to say it because we want to be nice. Uh, beep, this guy is doing exactly the music I want to do. I hate him because he's so good and, and he's so, you, you know, he's so much, uh, I mean, way advanced. You know, I was just starting out with, with my little uh, MPC studio and my guitars and, you know, getting, getting in the flow how to do um, industrial music. And then I, I was hearing you and I was like, fuck, man. He's so much better. How can I ever be like him? So, so the first first thing I hate you. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. But but, <laughs> pardon me. No, I, I, I was just saying good to visit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't hate you. I mean, there's always room for. I mean, I I know the feeling. I guess when I, you know, when I also started making music, there's always going to be someone, no matter what you do. There's always going to be someone. Uh, better in some in some regards but you know the, the key thing to know is that um everybody starts somewhere like i can show you my first songs and maybe you will not hate me so much you realize i it used to sound like shit and i still don't think it's good enough you know but mm -hmm. this is what keeps me going this is what keeps me learning and there's always room for more um I, i've always tried i i don't know if it's um um there's also this example of a dj who did this uh, He started this style that later was called Technoid Drum and Bass, which okay. is essentially drum and bass with with a techno vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, like the sounds, the way the the loops were produced, they were very, very. They resembled the the stylistic approach of uh, of old school techno. Mm -hmm. So this guy did like a couple tracks. He was Russian. His name was Brokhead. Amazing tracks, and and everybody was so happy with this, and it became a whole movement. And he got so pissed off because it was like, oh, man, everybody's copying me now. But the way I see it is like, dude, he started a movement. And now, you know, when the water goes up, 
so do the boats. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I'm, you know, I, I was kidding. You know, I'm, I'm not. I don't hate you. I mean, I mean, it was just like, oh man, uh, w w more like, oh, he's so good. How can I ever be so good <laughs> and and stuff? But no, I mean, uh, if anything, I'm, I'm see it like you. You know, it's kind of motivates me to become better. And I, I realized, you know, I focus more um, on what I'm better at because I'm not a good musician. Um, but I can sing decently, you know, and I had some acting experience, so I, you know, I can do this, something with my voice and stuff. So, uh, you know, huh? We, we, that's amazing because a lot of times, um, especially for drum and bass tracks, I've seen it. I mean, electronic music tracks in general. Sometimes um, people used to sample a lot of dialogues from series and movies. Mm -hmm. Now that is obviously not I mean, it's not like it was allowed, but nobody cared. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now it's copyright infringement left and right. So there you go. You can just create like voice packs that resemble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. No, no, no. Here, here I am. Take me, take me. I'm right here. No, no. But see, uh, my point is. Um, You know, uh, instead of kind of trying to reinvent the wheel, I was like, okay, what I'm good at, uh, so where, where can I um, uh, enhance myself a little bit? And, um, you, you know, we, we can talk about this because I saw you did tons of collaborations. And I also was like, okay, let's uh, collaborate with people who are making the music I really want to do. And I found a guy in Norway, you know, uh, through, through the, um, I, I do a DJ show. Uh, a radio show um, and you know I was playing his music and I just asked him okay so uh, can we work together and and we did so anyway so my, my whole thing is all about connection and you know getting together with people who w want the same so you have a, um, um, a anyway not talk about me I want to talk about you <laughs> I mean I got you on the show and I'm talking about me this is not right I'm, I'm also looking forward to hear more of what you do you know I mean absolutely I, I think uh, I think that, um, you know, I, I have this personal philosophy. Uh, I don't know where I read it. It's a quote from someone that says that every man, every person you meet is my master. Mm -hmm. There's always something to, you to can learn. learn. Something. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is, uh, I think Jordan B. Peter, Peterson said this, that you can learn something from everyone, you know, so... And I, I see it the same. I mean, sometimes it's tough to be. And, you know, we, we say uh, in German, er kann wenigstens als schlechtes Beispiel dienen oder so. I don't know if you get this. You know, he can be a bad example. So you learn from him not to be like him. Um, okay, that's a little yeah. bit mean. But, um, But I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, he's definitely ha he definitely has some really inspiring thoughts. I think he has a, a very interesting philosophy with the, some of the things he says. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't agree with everything that he does or says, but as I said, every man is my master. Mm -hmm. there's, some, there's something to be learned. Even from the worst people on earth, you can learn mm -hmm. something such as, you know, how not to do that again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, but it's it's actually, you know, um, um, just to, to put this out, you know, I'm, I'm a little fanboy here, you know, so I'm kind of... <laughs> 
<laughs> my heart is bumping a little bit faster. So, and, and you're, you're this big guy. Uh, I mean, you know, for, for me, uh, a big musician, accomplished musician. And, and you, you are still humble and, and saying, you know, you can learn from other people. This kind of, you know, makes you very accessible. And, and you know, you're just a p person like me, you know, like we, we talked before. <laughs> you were just doing your laundry. And, and this is, this is cool. Andre, you know, I mean, here's the deal. The thing is, um, uh, I think every artist goes through this to some extent. Uh, some people don't learn from it or some people don't feel they have to learn from it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of artists out there that I know that are complete assholes and they feel entitled to be assholes and they don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest examples I've seen, for example, is Motley Crue. Like those guys, they think they have the right to be assholes because they're so big because being assholes is what that was mm -hmm. their thing. You okay. know, uh, but I don't agree with that because at the end of the day, no matter what I do, um, I still have my personal purposes and I am definitely, I don't see any joy, for example, in being uh, famous. Maybe before I was like, oh, I want to be super big and I want to, I want everybody to know me and I want people to stop. And now I had like a glimpse of this because I'm not fucking Madonna. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like I would <laughs> people stop me and ask for an autograph. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but I had a glimpse of this in a, in a couple of events that were really, really big, like over the top. I was in a complete rock star environment and everybody just, oh, my God. And, and I it's satanic. It. I hated it. So I had this tour manager who was mm -hmm. bragging all the time about how he used to work with Lady Gaga. And he treated me like a fucking puppet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and that was one time where I learned, you know what? Funny thing is, he's now a therapist that basically um, talks to artists like how to cope with fame because it basically realized how fucked up the whole thing is M it, maybe a, maybe come to terms with it you know um yeah. hmm. it really is I, i mean i'll be honest with you if i can say something as in you know they'll say always you know music fame money i don't want fame i want money <laughs> okay I mean, yeah no i would love a lot of money you mm -hmm. know but but i'm definitely more interested I think this is also why um, I, I was lucky that I made this decision early enough uh, with the coronavirus crisis. I decided to uh, to work a little bit more in the studio as well, you know, to make sure that uh, a, an important part of my income was based on studio work mm -hmm. because I didn't know how long the live uh, shows were going to last or maybe if I am able to be in the studio and then be more selective about the shows that i make that i don't have to desperately be hunting for shows and touring all the time people get bored of that no matter mm -hmm. how big you are you know and well the corona crisis hits and uh well i mean it, we're still working with the music industry so the music industry has definitely taken um a toll uh but uh, now for example i am still able to to i'm able to go on without any problems thanks to to the work that I do in the studio. And, and I enjoy I enjoy this so much more because I still get to create music. I still get to enjoy what I do, mm -hmm. but I don't have to deal with, with weird people. Like I also went through the whole thing, you know, sleep with this one, sleep with this other one, uh, weird drama everywhere. And, and now I'm like, you know, I'm 34. I want to get married. I want to have kids. It, it, things change. You don't want to be high or drunk or, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. wait for two days in a row anymore. Mm -hmm. So... At least for me, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm actually 10 years older than you, 
and and I'm married, I have a child, you know, and I I like to be, uh, you know, I have different hats on. I'm a father, I'm a lover, I'm a, a musician, I'm a, um, you know, I hang out with my friends and stuff. So I like that and I, I like, you know, I, I like a little bit of both. Like you said, maybe, you know, I wouldn't mind a little bit of fame, but not too much, you know. So um, the, the money I would I would not say no to. Or work opportunities. That's it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So that, that you don't have to, like you, you know, you don't have to introduce yourself. Oh, you know, I did this. Oh, yeah, you did this. And so, and you know, uh, that, that you, that people know who you are and you don't have to start from, from scratch. You know, you don't have to, oh, okay, do I have to show you all this? And um, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, you seem very down to earth. Pami? To some extent, because, I mean, you're still... As I said, there's still levels. Like, for example, I remember when I met, uh, it was an accident because I didn't know he was going to be there. Um, uh, I met Chris Lord Algy uh, when he was at uh, Frankfurt Music Messe. Uh, he was just there, you know, taking pictures with people, selling his gear. You know, his, um, I mean, just, just in case somebody's seen this and they don't know who he is, like, this is the kind of guy that I would like to be right now. He's not really a known name unless you really know this kind of scene. But he is like one of the most important um, uh, mixing engineers of the uh, of the American rock industry, I would say. Like you know, he's done Green Day. He's done, but he's he's got a bunch of credits. Uh, also, also before that, he I know he he also did some work with Madonna. Like he's been a long he's been around for a long time. He's this legendary engineer that created a sound that um, pretty much defined uh, the sound of modern commercial music and rock music as well. Uh, in the United States. So it's a very American, you know, compressed, punchy, big snares kind of sound, big room guitars, that kind of like, he he kind of, um, uh, he pioneered that big roomy rock sound. And, uh, you know, I show up to him, I was I even had the mask with me, and he looks at it, he's like, oh, what is this bag? This is really cool. So, you know, that would be a guy I have to introduce myself to. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's still... Even if you don't, um, if somebody doesn't know about what, what you do or something, it's, um, you can always say it. It's still a little awkward because when you have to talk about yourself, uh, it, it depends on how you approach it. It can be seen as a little, can come across as a little bit of, oh, his guy is only talking about himself. That's boring. So yeah. it's always a fine line. Uh, I mm -hmm. am not an expert in handling this either. Sometimes I will talk and people, as opposed to, you, like, as opposed to what you just said, like, oh, this guy seems very down to earth. Like this, I think this is new because what people used to say about me is that I was extremely cocky and big headed. And, okay. and I guess you, you do need a little bit of that. Sometimes you have to know how to. Yeah. How to I mean, that. like you, you had this mask, you know, to perform with and, and stuff. So, uh, I, I'm I'm pretty you know I'm believing that you need kind of uh, like a little armor you know you because um, it's if if you put too much of yourself out there I mean I want you, the right you the, the, the real you you know um, but um, on on stage or if you go out there and and you kind of get a target from everyone and you you show your music uh, it's also something very personal so you you pour out your heart a little bit and so I think. Um, it's 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 normal that you kind of uh, want to protect yourself and you put on some armor and and be this cocky yeah, you know I'm this person and you, you, you need it a little invincible absolutely that's yeah. a really that's a really good argument I never thought of that like maybe yeah you're putting yourself out there and you have to at least uh, appear 
untouchable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Fake it until you make it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, as I said, this is something that sometimes uh, was a big problem I had. Like sometimes I would like to get, um, uh, I always wanted to get to, I I wanted to be the guy that that would go like against this current, you know, of people being untouchable and unreachable. I was like, no, I want to reach my fans. I mean, mm-hmm. thanks to these people, I am able to do what I love. I fucking love these people, and I started, you know, like being as close as possible with fans. And thankfully, for the most part, I have made amazing friends. I I have the blessing of having friends in every corner of the earth, but I have also come across some really weird people that i don't want in my life you know and uh and sometimes um sometimes i mean they can even be i don't know um love interests you know mm-hmm. and and they get really really involved with your life mm-hmm. and by the time you figured out these people are just trying to play you and and just you know have you as a trophy and then it's too late you've already powered your whole soul into the into a relationship and they know all these things about you and, and, and now it's a big risk, you know, because these mm-hmm. people, they will, they will, you know, imagine you're trusting, as I said, you know, you, you have your wife, you, I'm sure you've trusted her with things you would never trust anybody with. Mm-hmm. So imagine someone using this against you. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's a terrible thing. So it, it made me a bit more uh, paranoid about. Yeah. Ca- cautious. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I started like, I spent like, years uh, alone actually in this in this regard and then I, I slowly started opening myself up and uh well i think i have definitely um I, i'm hoping that i have a better radar when it comes to the people that i let into my life mm-hmm. uh i i feel very very safe very content with mm-hmm. uh with the people that i have the blessing to know and uh like there are people who who, you know, who, who, who care about me, about my well-being, uh, friends who've been there, also like friends from my childhood. Now, people who remember me as a dude who was just trying to make it sometime and not as a dude that has all this, you know, bunch of keyboards and stuff. Because this is, in the end, this is, it's it's nothing. The music is here in the end. Exactly. You, you have to play. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think, you know, sometimes... Um, as I grew up, I didn't really understand what, uh, why you would limit yourself like in a haiku, you know, when you when you write uh, lyrics um, or poetry. You know what a haiku is? This uh, Japanese, uh, it's, it's only, uh, f- I think, uh, three or five lines of, uh, and it needs to be very strict. And I always was like, why would you limit yourself? Um, but sometimes it's good if you limit yourself and take the stuff you have, because when when you you need to be more creative. Then if you know if you if you buy something for each little thing what you need to do, then of course it's great. But you you need to think a little bit out of the box. If you just have this sampler and this keyboard and that, you know, what can I do with that? And then you come to new things because oh I didn't know if I do this through a distortion. And then I do that. Oh, you know you 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 know your juices kind of start to flow, but you kind of need to limit yourself a little bit in order to do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I have a friend who does that very well. Actually, his name is uh, he's got a Patreon even. He's a very a very very good drum and bass producer like criminally underrated i would say his name he goes by artifact mm-hmm. he is uh, i think was born in germany then moved to the uk then moved back here he lives in berlin but he but i mean he has this like a super british accent so so i like it was always interesting to me you know how the 
the, the interesting background that he has. And, you know, he, he chooses to do with very little. But he does all these videos. Like, he's got this Patreon. He's extremely creative. He is always, you know, all his videos are like, like hello there. Now we're going to make. And then he tries to, to make like a bass out of, I don't know. Um, he, like, he'll go and record the running water from the. I thing. think I've seen it. I think I've, I've seen, you know, he, I was just talking. Uh, we. Today I was talking with a friend. I think there was somebody who who used the quack of an end uh, of a, of a duck to to make a bass drum out of it, you know. And I, I think it's so cool because I mean it's crazy, and you have to put in a lot of time. And, and most of the people just want to take a sample and you know start kind of making it music. But you know it would be so unique if you do that, and it's just fun, you know. If you just uh, I I think it's so cool what we can do today, you know, just. To, Think about like 50 years ago or, or, or a little bit longer than before sampling were, you know, was possible. It was, um, we are so blessed with what we can do and, and uh, we still think we need this gear and that gear. Way too much, I would mm -hmm. say. That's the paradox of choice, you know. It's like, it's kind of like, I see it like, you know, when you go to Rewe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a German supermarket for the people out there who are not in Germany. <laughs> You know, pick a freaking shower gel. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> it takes you. It takes you a, a while. You know. But yeah. Pick pick cheese. You know, like it's. But uh, you get uh, so many different kinds of cheese, and then you get it from the same cheese from from uh, a lot of different factories. You know, so it's kind of even at the same type of cheese you get. Uh, 10 variants it's really crazy you know i grew up i don't um you're in germany now so you know a little bit about the history of germany i grew up in east germany so oh. we we didn't have much you know i grew up behind the wall and i'm used to that things are out you go to the shop and there was nothing there because you were too late and everything was gone and and i don't think we i mean we were not free so we were unhappy in in a way but this uh, lack of choice makes you creative again you know when we had only this okay what can we do with that ah we can produce yeah, and, and today is kind of relate to the whole socialist dictatorship thing me coming from venezuela and stuff actually yeah. you know it, it's a, i know it's always a touchy subject but this is one thing that i that I don't shy away from sh from saying because I, I think that people don't talk about this enough. For example, there's a very strong fight against the extreme right in Germany and in general in the world because, and I do believe that it is necessary definitely to remember where extremism can lead. But I think people, you know, I've seen this, for example, there was this thing called hashtag Deutschland gegen Rechtsextremismus. I think it should be Deutschland gegen Extremismus yes. because people, forget that the left can also be extreme like, exactly i'm coming from a commun communism uh, com communistic uh, uh, regime you know and and uh, the soviet republic uh, you know russia was was one so i mean you know people were were um Uh, put in, in prisons and, and shot, you know, at, at the at the at the border. So yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. You know, but it's kind of like uh, also uh, Peterson said, extremism is is the problem. I don't care if it's left or right or whatever, you know, or Islamic or so. You know, extremist is wrong. And I I I 
give you the liberty to have very strong views and we don't have to agree of ev uh, on, on everything. But if he cannot talk about it and I cannot understand you where you're coming from, then then there is conflict. And, and this yep. is extremism for me. It doesn't matter from, you know, if you're an extreme vegan, you know, who don't eat any meat, you, it's extremism <laughs> as well, you know. You, ki you, you kill me because I kill a cow. So, you know, my, my life is less worth than a cow. Oh, maybe, you know, uh, I mean, every life is, is sacred. But anyway, it was just a point to make the extremism. It comes from every angle. I'm completely with you here. Oh. Oh, oh. You got a bad connection. Hello. Ah, you're, you're back, you're back. Oh, yeah, you, you... Here's the deal. My Wi-Fi is terrible, so I just deactivated it, and now I'm on mobile. I should be all right. I see. But yeah, okay. I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying, and I've seen it so much, uh, you know, because I was also very brainwashed by the media. You know, when you don't know any better, that's all you eat, right? Mm -hmm. It's either, and it depends on, you know, who, who gets you first, what your background is, so if... if um, You know, if you're if you're following the left and then you read what they say, then you will believe what they say because it's almost it's I call it ideological religion. You, you're in your it's bubble. Like you're, you're in your own bubble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you put this bubble against this other bubble, and I saw that in Venezuela mm -hmm. so many times. I saw with, so many people dying. Morales, over it, uh, Morales was the, the president for for a long time, right? Maduro is the president. Uh, Ma no, Ma Ma Maduro. Chavez, yeah. Hugo Chavez, yeah, Hugo Chavez was it, yeah. I, I, hmm. And you know, Hugo Chavez was also not like. Um, it depends on who you ask. They will say he was a hero. They will say he was a tyrant. Uh, I, I, I lived with a, with a guy from Venezuela, and he hated him. And he told me, yeah, you know, you hear all the uh, the good stuff. You know, I was living in Mon Montreal at the time with with a guy, and he told me, yeah. you know, this is really this is a bad guy. This is a really yeah. bad guy. Yeah. yeah, that's a. You know, I'm 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 kind of more objective, as in. You know, I also think like bad guys sometimes talk, do good things. Like he is not, uh, he's that was definitely not a saint. But mm -hmm. I also, you know, as I said, it depends on where you come from. You're going to put the oldest figures in very different lights. Uh, I don't think it was good uh, in the long run for Venezuela, regardless of the reason. Uh, and, you know, people will be maybe pissed off about it, but this is just what it is. And I'm looking at the facts. You know, mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for Nicolas Maduro. Like this guy is a disaster. And then mm -hmm. here's what I'm, here's precisely what I was saying. Left and right can mean so many different things for different places. Like I see people here who I know have good intentions, who I know have good beliefs, and they want to help everybody make their lives better and help other people. For example, from the Linke. And then mm -hmm. you see one of the guys from the Linke going to meet the president of my country. And then they're like, so mm -hmm. this is what I was exactly saying. Like these mm -hmm. extremes are growing on both sides. But nobody is looking at the left extremism, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think I think Germany is is about to have elections soon. I think for at least for the Bundestag, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Um, now, now you got me on the wrong foot. Yes, uh, I, I know it's it's uh, Chancellor Merkel's last term, and so yeah. uh, there there will be a new. Uh, I think in October or November uh, there there will be an election. Um, yeah. I so I saw that around here. So you know, this is why I'm saying this stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna try to convince people to to change their mind or force them to do whatever. Like people will choose what they choose, but uh, I can tell you, I completely understand why people will want to be against the right extremism. 
but you should also be against left extremism because mm-hmm. the problem here is not left or right is extremism and exactly. it can be bad mm-hmm. remembering uh, the history of germany should not only be about remembering the third reich it should also be about remembering the ddr Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm completely with you. So, uh, you know, for for me, I was I was actually in the lucky position. I was 14 as the war came down, so I kind of got both uh, systems, but not in a bad way. You know, I didn't waste it all my life. And as I was um, eight, uh, as I was 20, I went to the United States, and you know, I lived uh, uh, altogether seven years abroad. So, um, you know, I I don't think uh, you know for me it was perf- the perfect timing. I didn't miss out anything. I I traveled the world, and I I found uh, friends all over the the world. So this this was good. Um, it was tougher for for the generation of my mother, and you know, we we were really kind of enclosed and captured we could go to to russia and maybe poland and czech republic and something but you know just the east block and and nowhere else so um i'm i was quite and what, what i'm wanted to say is i could kind of compare both uh sides now you know i i lived in this um in the ddr in in the in the left regime and now i'm living in the capitalist I, and i see problems with both you know nothing is perfect But oh, that's, that's the way it is, you know. Um, um, the, the honest truth is... Uh, that's, that's why I like the system here, actually. I mean, I think it's a very intelligent um, way of governing. I, I know, I'm sure it has it, its flaws as well, but I like this whole, like, this system where, you know, there has to be, I think it's a 75% or 70% majority. So, you know, so, so it's not just the whims of a party. But it's like, you know, if CDU and SPD, they get 30%, 30%, and then they have to join with somebody else, and they all have to get along, and they all have to find a balance because, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because we only have each other to count on, and everybody has a solution, and everybody has a point of view. And, you know, whether some people will want to listen or not, that's another thing. But mm-hmm. I really think this system is very interesting because it basically, it forces people to to talk. To, To talk mm-hmm. and, and to find a, 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 a the common the common ground the common ground, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So the common ground exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is um, I'm not sure if this is also the same essentially in every other country, but nobody else seems to care. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I'm only a foreigner and I can only compare the current situation of Germany with the current situation of Venezuela or the USA, which is becoming extremely oh, polarized. USA is really bad. I mean, just yeah. these two parties. Just, let's start, don't get into this because I had a lot of uh, Americans on, on the show already and it's kind of, it's it's really bonkers. You know, it's either it's either black or white. There is no middle ground. And, and you know, in Germany, you know, we have uh, a lot of different parties so you can at least choose a little bit where, where you are falling more because yeah because no person is just uh e- evil or not evil or you know something everyone is everything a little bit and and so it's not yeah it's not so clear cut so uh this is, this is a very good thing to keep in mind what you just mentioned everybody's a little bit of everything when you believe yourself to be good and incapable of evil that is a sh- that is the 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 fastest way to to, to the road the road to hell that's the fastest the way to, to yeah. there you go the, the, mm-hmm. the road to hell is paved with good intentions mm-hmm. when you believe yourself capable of evil you will immediately assume that everything you are doing is right you will not stop to to think for a mm-hmm. second 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I learned my, I have my own personal lessons about this actually, and uh, it changed me a lot for the better. And uh, I can say that I am a much happier person as a result of this, like being conscious every single day of my life, reminding myself that I have, uh, there's a Buddhist concept uh, of the thinking mind and the observing mind. Mm-hmm. So I am always observing my thinking mind and remembering that, you know, this is just uh, a thought. Mm-hmm. Doubt or fears or whatever, these are just thoughts. They're not signals. They are not Uh, you know, it, you don't have to act on them. You don't have to. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's 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 still your decision. It's still your thought. But it's your decision to do something to to act on them. You know, if you're just fearful, you will kind of, uh, you know, you will shut your door and you will get a gun and you will do this and that and and all the you know when you will. Uh, I'm you know, just just to flip it a little bit. I really think uh, with your thinking, you create the world you live in. You know, if you always think about that everyone is out there to get you and is bad and, you know, then everyone will be bad because you only see the bad stuff. But, um, you know, I'm I'm very I'm not so gullible anymore. I'm old enough now to be not too gullible, but I'm very trusting. And I'm you know, I, I think, why should somebody lie to me? Why should somebody you know, what does he get gain from that? So I'm I'm a very trusting person. But, of course, I learned my lessons as well. So if you tell me, you know, a very incredible story, then I would be, huh, is a, you know, I mean, what is, what is the purpose of that? And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doubting it a little bit. But if I don't have a reason to uh, mistrust you, I trust you. But I'm cautious. That's, that's, that's it, maybe, you know. Um, so and, and my, my point is just to, to close this loop uh, is I create a world where I'm kind of um, – I have a very positive view of the world, you know. I know it's 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 bad, and you know, and and things happen. But but the problem is, yeah, exactly. Because if you just follow the news, everything is is bad. Because the news only tells you what is going bad. It doesn't tell you, okay, there was no nuclear explosion for 400 days. There was no uh, nobody died for blah 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 and this and that. You know. So the good stuff is out. Is it's not mentioned. Only the bad stuff. Because the bad stuff is news. So you think if you only read this and and get this um, as your 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 mind diet, you, you see the world in in a in a bad light. Uh, sorry, uh, but anyway, my point is you can kind of um, make the world you want to live in, basically. You know, help others, be nice. Uh, you know, be considerate. You can be sometimes hard to somebody and and say something that he doesn't want to hear, but if you If you make it with this good intention, then it, it it doesn't you know it softens the blow. It's not like oh you you look like an asshole. You're like oh yeah you you didn't get up well today. What what is going on? Didn't you sleep well or something? You know it's it's how you phrase it. Yeah, and also you know eventually everybody makes mistakes, man. We're all men, uh, men as in, um, I mean we're all human. Mm-hmm. In, uh, men, women, uh, anywhere across the gender spectrum. We're all human. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it is uh, to err is human. So the, the the best thing you can do is, yeah, you screwed up. Sometimes. Maybe I shouldn't have said that to that guy in the street the other day because and then, you know, just I used to torture myself with this stuff so much. Like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't. Now I'm just like, okay, yeah, that was probably wrong. Okay, don't do it again or learn from it. Or maybe I'll do it again sometime that I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that uh, you know what I mean. It's, mm-hmm. it's, but but even it's, you know if if you if you're sincere and then you apologize and and you mean it and it's not like a, you know so, so today. I mean, you are more in in the in the open public than me, so uh, you might know this better. Today, you have to be really careful how you phrase a thing and stuff, because then you have to kind of retract it and or amend it like this, and then just you know, if somebody gobble, gobbles together some stuff of a video what you said now here, and he can make you say something really horrible, but it's out of a context, and and so it's so, oh, I don't know, it's. People just be be normal people, you know. It's a generational thing, man. I think, and I think it's very, I think it's eventually going to be over mm-hmm. because a lot, you know, in the same proportion that people are being increasingly more offended these days, there's also a, a, like a, something to counter that. Like there's the, also the pendulum who, is swinging back. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. The thing is, we cannot think about this. This is the problem with this. Um, you know, utopic mindset, like this mindset of an ideal world. First of all, everybody has a different idea of what an ideal world is, you know? And mm-hmm. um, and if you are just a militant fighting for what you believe should be the ideal world, a world with no evil, a war to end all wars, like, you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. This is the exact same principle that, le- that, le- that leads to extremism. So man, th- the truth is, the world isn't perfect. You're always going to find some assholes every now and then. I, I mean, it's not like you should be always on the defensive, but you should just grow a thicker skin. That's it. That's so, what, you know, because it's like um, Niccolo Machiavelli wrote this in this mm-hmm. uh, famous book. Uh, oh, I, 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 The Prince. I read it. I read it. I, I really love this one. It was so... Uh, if, if you think about it, he wrote it fifteen something, right? And he wrote it for the um, for the Fuggers or no, for for one of the big influential families where he wanted to work for, and and I was like, oh man, for for five uh, hundred years ago, this guy was so down to earth yeah. and could see it for what it is, you know. It, and it, nothing has changed. That's the point, you know. It's it's still the same. It's still going on, like human nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not it's not about it's not about saying like you have to be uh, an asshole yourself. It's more like, you know, you be good, but you have to be mentally prepared for the fact that there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to like who are doing really bad stuff or they're going to be uh, like offensive to you. Like, oh, my God, like, why should I worry about someone calling me? I don't know, a, a faggot um, or discriminate me because I'm from South America or something. It's not like it doesn't piss me off every now and then. Uh, but dude, you know, I come from a place where I had to worry about, you know, not getting shot in the head mm-hmm. while yeah. I would go shopping for Yeah, my, my friend was from Caracas and he told me, you know, it, it was really dangerous. It's a dangerous city. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It, it, it's sadly so. But this is what I'm saying. This I think this is something that helped me have a thicker skin myself. Like, oh, and also like culturally speaking, we are like we have like this PhD in bullying. If you are offended because of something and they find out that you're offended in school, man, people will be like 10 times worse and they will beat your ass until until you are not offended mm-hmm. or until you fight back. Mm-hmm. I still believe this is a very uh, savage and uncivilized way to be, but you know, it, it definitely helped me mm-hmm. grow a thicker skin and have respect because now I'm more like, you know, I'm still, I still choose to be the, the better person while I can, 
but I am ready if someone, you know, is saying something to me. I'm not not even ready to fight back, but just mm-hmm. mentally ready to even like just fucking let it go. You know, even yeah. it's kind of uh, what what how I see it. It's it's often not worth it uh, to to put in some energy, you know, because you you kind of like. Uh, you know, you, you get really uh, hung up and, and it's all in your head and you're, oh man, I hate this. Da, da. And then let go. I mean, it's it's hard sometimes. I understand it. You know, you're offended, but but it, it's it's really, it's just you're in you, you know, the other person might have forgotten it already and you're still beating yourself up and oh, and and so, um, yeah, you, it's it's the best if you can just let go and Just to end this, my my thought, uh, my personal philosophy is uh, there's a quote, and I don't know who said it. It's if you want peace, prepare for war, and and yeah. this is really what I mean. You know, I want to, um, I want peace, and I want to be a nice relationship with the human beings I'm surrounded. I will be nice, I will be polite, and stuffing. But if something happens, you know, I want to be ready and strong to to do you know to to fight back if i need to so um, i'm kind of prepared huh? i think it's julius caesar or someone from the roman empire because it was could, could civis pacem parabellum mm-hmm. the original ah, okay. is in latin so i am almost certain it's mm-hmm. it's from, it has to be someone from the roman empire mm-hmm. might as well have been julius caesar because it would be a very fitting phrase for him mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and this is this is because when, you know, you also, um, if you do that, if you really kind of um, um, encompass this in, in your in your life, then you also, um, you know, like these uh, martial arts fighters who, you, who walk around and you can see you don't mess with this person because we have this confidence. And I'm kind of also trying, you know, I'm trying to have this confidence that people don't even want to try it you know sometimes it it's it happens that it's just the opposite that if you are too cocky then people want you exactly because of this this guy i'm gonna bring down uh it happened but um usually i'm kind of can can judge the situation when you know either i slump a little bit down and be you know very quiet or i be a little bit bigger and people leave me alone you know are things that you play with depending on certain situations like for, this is one thing for example that really works for me when i have to go to like i don't know immigration offices or something like that i always start to make everybody laugh okay but yeah funny, exactly you you kind of take the pressure out <laughs> exactly but the funny thing is i mean i don't do this like on purpose like i have to be ready but i go there with the truth mm-hmm. but maybe as a way to also take the pressure off myself Like, because you always have this anxiety, man, like where you're, when you're an immigrant, like even if you have the cleanest record, there's always that risk of having someone who just woke up with, with the wrong foot. And so you take the pressure off mm-hmm. and then things flow a little easier, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not not to to to, you know, to put my own people down. The Germans are not not. Uh, known to be very, uh, uh, you know, uh, light going or how you say, uh, you know, um, easy going and stuff. So, you know, especially the people uh, in the immigration office where, you know, they, they got their instructions and they follow their instructions. Yeah, and so, you know, very. Um, yeah. So yeah. it is what it is. But you know what, man? I'm, I'm also found like th- this is what i was just saying about like just making people laugh like i i will even dare to say stuff that might be incorrect just just to take the pressure off like i i had this uh, issue for example um 
I, I've been very lucky to find the extremely helpful people at the immigration office. Um, you know, I just I just come correct and I tell them, listen, I have this, but I don't have this. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And in the end, they realize, OK, well, this guy, you know, he's not in any trouble. He pays his taxes. He pays his rent. He's not asking for any government help. So, OK, um, for example, they wanted like a certificate, a certificate for B1 level of speaking German. Yeah, yeah um, B1 is quite, quite good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have this because I didn't uh, I didn't finish my integration not integration course the Deutsch course mm-hmm. um, because because I moved to a different town uh, here in Borscheid and then I just focused on work and forgot about it and then I'm like okay and they said well you still need to at least try to do the test so just register for the test and pay for it and bring this um, the confirmation bestätigung you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then that should be enough for now. And then you do it and okay, okay cool. And, and that's exactly how it worked. Now I have the B1 certificate and I'm, and they are still asking for it. So this time I have it, no problem. Mm-hmm. Now they want this certificate of a test called Leben in Deutschland, which is the test that you're supposed to do after the integration schools. This is when you, where you learn everything about so you know the society, econom, uh, economy, politics, history, everything about Germany, <laughs> local, I all didn't this know stuff. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, hmm. this is something you need to do for for the Aufenthaltserlaubnisverlängerung. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, you know, my my wife is from Australia. I will have to ask her uh, because I never heard. I mean, she might have done it. Uh, you know, she has an Aufenthaltstitel, also. Yeah. You know, and and we are married, so uh, you know, she's legally in 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 Germany. That's fine. So sorry, I cannot marry you. You know, I'm already married. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's still a bit of um, there's a different law coming into place. I, I mean, I, I don't know the whole thing, but I studied a lot about it because of, of these uh, situations. Uh, by law, uh, almost internationally, you're not allowed to separate a family. So, you know, she's your wife. There's nothing unless she is like, holy shit, I don't know, unless she kills someone. No, I, I, I hardly, you know, she hardly kills a fly. So, no, I, I don't think this will happen. And we have a child together. So, you know, I mean. I think this is this is fine, uh, and she's now uh, for I think if you're over seven years in Germany, then you can apply for citizenship. You know, so that you can uh, you don't have because I think you have to go every year to um, um, extend your your Aufenthaltsgenehmigung. You know, your title every two years. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's, in the first, first hmm? year, it's one year, and then you extend it for two more. And then you either get the permanent settlement or in my case, because I applied, uh, I am in a different category because I am uh, self-employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I need two more years. But the good news is that instead of having to wait three years for a permanent settlement in Germany, I wait five years for a permanent settlement in Europe. Oh, it's, it's called perfect. The- mm-hmm. So it means I can take this and go live in Estonia if I want to. I mean, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Estonia is a beautiful place, but I'm actually, you know, I, I feel I feel fine here. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, so, like I said, I found people who've been very helpful. And um, for this, for example, this Lebanon in Deutschland test, I did this exact thing to, to make them laugh a little bit. You have to do the integration course um, to allow uh, to allow a student to do this test because it's not like you can just jump on it. Um, then I was like, I mean, are you sure I'm not able to do this? I will study for the test and everything because I wasn't able to do the course. I was working. I mean, you can see. The, and they're like, yeah, well, maybe if you study for it, maybe talk to the school about it, they will let you. So, I, you know, I started really hard for this. And I went with this app that has the over 300 questions. 
and I and I responded ninety seven percent of them correct. No, congratulations. In, in less than twenty minutes, the three hundred questions. The test is making thirty three, uh, out of which you have to make fifty percent correct in one hour. And I told this lady, I mean, I spent 12 hours, no joke, nonstop, outside like a maniac, responding this app uh, to find out which were the wrong and the right questions. And I learned so many things through this test itself, like just understanding also the history while we were just talking about also the DDR and all this stuff, mm -hmm. like some things that I wasn't aware of. Um, uh, like, for example, uh, the freaking, how do you call it, the... Uh, the name of uh, the first chancellor of uh, West Germany, Konrad oh, Adenauer. Yeah. Konrad Adenauer, you know, yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. All these names that I'm like, oh, so that's why this guy's name is everywhere. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, mm -hmm. just these little things. And I did this, and I continued to do this test, and I had two friends of mine coming to visit me, and I was still doing it every now and then, and I was obsessed with this app. And I got so drunk. And I still responded to tests, still got the majority of the answers right. So I went to the school and I showed them the results and I told them, listen, I don't mean no disrespect, but I did this yesterday and I was extremely drunk. Can you please allow me to do the test? <laughs> and she laughed her ass off, you know, and I got it. I'm doing the test. Cool, so, cool, cool. Um, so so uh, uh, um, what, was, what was actually the reason why you came to Germany? Um, because I mean, you know, for you, uh, Europe is is a, is a whole continent. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy that you're here. You know, uh, I I'm happy that you like it. It's really it's nice. uh, my country. It's not my country, but it's the country I, I grew up in. So uh, you know. Um, but here so, we go again. You should you should be happy for. Being I'm German, I'm happy. Right? I'm I'm really you know. I mean, I told you I, I lived abroad. The rest of the world, I think, has already forgiven Germany. I mm -hmm. I want live to see the day where people here can say you know lang live deutschland but for the right reasons mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. same way they say viva la france viva l'italia viva España, so yeah, yeah this, this is sometimes i'm getting annoyed by this you know as i uh, I, i lived in the united states for a year and and uh, there was some german um um yeah Deutschstämmige uh, uh, co-workers i had there and they they uh, introduced themselves with uh um, I'm not. Uh, I don't think I can say it. Uh, um, Heil Hitler, you know. We we introduced uh, and and I told them, oh no, don't 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 do that, don't do that. And so for them it was just a joke, you know. But for Germans it's it's forbidden, and you you get in in jail here, or you get a, a fine or something if you if you show the the sign and and say say the words. Have to be here for long enough to understand it. Like I mean, I also used to be like, I mean, what. It's just a joke. Now that I'm here, I mean, dude, it, it, it's I cannot bring myself to say it either. Mm -hmm. You know, well, every now and then I have my 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 um, uh, my famita, my, my uh, the landlord. He's a you know, he's he, let's say he said a couple of remarks that might not be the most uh, you know, he's not he's not racist, but he's very political cool. correct, I mean, the most political correct. Let's put it this way. Like he came to the studio, right, for his brother this one time, and he's, he's like, oh, oh my God, the speakers and the keyboards are wow, whatever. This this just worked in the end, and uh, he sees the place is very clean and orderly, mm -hmm. and he's But saying all this. Germans like that. Yeah, but he looks at this, and the next thing he says is, and he's from South America. It's like, wow, you know, <laughs> they they can also do that. You know what I mean? So these little things. 
Mm-hmm. So every now and then he, he'll say this stuff, and, and I'll just be like, you oh, know, okay, okay, I, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> it's kind of like a way of letting him know, mm-hmm. like, dude, you know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, mm-hmm. you're on the wrong here when you say this kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and no, yeah. no, it's no problem, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then, but those are just the little things. Um, but beyond that, I, I mean, beyond the context, which is. Uh, an innocent context like this i mean i can definitely understand why why there is a fear for it but um but i also don't think there should be a fear there should be more like um i wouldn't even fight against it because if you fight against something you're making it stronger exactly exactly i'm completely with you here yeah Mm -hmm. i have no idea what the solution is to be honest Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. so then um you you might know you know that that hitler's book uh mein kampf Uh, you know, my fight was for a long time forbidden in Germany. And uh, as I was living in the United States, I got a copy of it and tried to read it. And it's so badly written. It's really, really bad, you know. And so I was really like, you know, we should, should, we should give it to everyone, uh, you know, who, who is a, a Nazi or something, because it's so badly written. Try to read it. It's, it's bullshit. It's really okay. bullshit. And if they would give it to them and then they read, okay, but this is really stupid and this is stupid. So maybe they would maybe. get into thinking, you know, yeah. So, but it's forbidden. So it's something sacred. It's something, you know, they, they make it bigger because it's, it's not allowed. And, you know, and you know how it is for, for little children. If something is not allowed, then it's really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. So, but, you know, these are things that... I don't have a better solution, to be fair. And I'm also mm-hmm. not making those decisions. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't just go to the Bundestag and say, hey, you know what? This is wrong. They'll probably just say, what is wrong with you? You are an Ausländer. You don't know anything. Shut up. Ausländer, aus. Yeah, no, no. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I found my peace with it. It's kind of, I'm, um, I, I think I'm like you. This is, this is, big part of our our history and I'm actually quite proud of how Germany dealt with it because a lot of other countries um, you know have really done bad stuff and, and apologized mm-hmm. as simple as that China never apologized mm-hmm. Russia never apologized Italy never apologized Spain never apologized mm-hmm. UK never apologized America doesn't apologize for the shit they still do mm-hmm. you know I yeah, mean, yeah so so I'm I'm You know, in this way, I'm I'm really proud of what we did. I think you know, like like we said in the beginning, it's the pendulum swung too far. You know, now it's it's this is not allowed, and this is because for me, once again, it's intention. If I if I just want to make a joke and and want to talk about Hitler and and you know some stupid stuff. I should be allowed to it. But if I really want to be a Nazi or something, okay, then, then it's a different thing. Um, but you, you get my point, you know, it's not uh, what's in your heart. Um, like the, the, okay, let's not go in there. Like black, black. That was really good. What's in your heart? Yeah, you so uh, if, if, you're, if you're a mean-spirited person, then it means, then I don't need swear words to be mean. You understand this, right? Then, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. But you still haven't answered my question. <laughs> Why did you come from, from Venezuela to, to Germany? So, um, well, first I moved out of Venezuela to, to the USA. I had an artist visa and I, was, um, I had a record contract with Entertainment One Music. And, um, well, I mean, my dream was always to live in Europe. I always like it here. Um, 
I think their lifestyle is, I mean, every region is, of course, every country is different, but there are still, there are still so many things in common that are much more appealing to, to who I am, to my lifestyle. Um, the same thing goes in every state in the U.S. Uh, uh, with all the respect of the friends that I have there, I have many friends that I made that I love them to death. Uh, I don't think I could live in the USA. Uh, I don't, I don't just don't, don't feel at home there. It's, um, it's just very different. Maybe in Florida. To be mm -hmm. fair, but it's because mm -hmm. you know that that's basically where all the yeah Florida is kind of like you know it was for kind of one of the first uh, uh, states, so kind of this old yeah old uh, how you say it was old... a Spanish state as well, so the culture is yeah. different. Mm -hmm. It's a bit more South mm -hmm. American, Caribbean in that regard. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, the, the, I, I don't know, man. You know, I always looked into that, and uh, well, I fell in love with someone, and I moved to Osfisland because of her. Oh, and, okay. uh, well, no, no, that's not fair. Not because of her. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to move to mm -hmm. Australia mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, uh, the relationships, the relationship didn't work, and then I moved to Burscheid. That's pretty <laughs> okay. To be fair, maybe if that hadn't happened, I could, I would have probably moved to Portugal. I think because mm -hmm. I always had my. I was in love with Lisbon. Lisbon was my first love in Europe. Mm -hmm. so beautiful beautiful city i've the, the, never the, been there but i i you know i i really like portugal just just for you know i don't okay we will not go in there because you know i don't want to any trouble but um <laughs> uh, i i'm not into drugs uh, i don't take any drugs and stuff so for me even coffee coffee is a truck but uh, portugal has no uh, drug laws anymore you know i mean uh, we don't um, everything is free basically And and the crime rate sank uh, a lot. And I'm also thinking, you know, you should kind of legalize a lot of things, you know, and, and give people uh, any. I don't want to go there. I, I just but, but this is why I like Portugal. But, I hear you. I hear you. It's definitely uh, it's just one of those issues where it's like it's not about it's not like you're encouraging people. But it's like, for example, I can tell you one thing. Um, I don't agree with abortion. I know it's a touchy, sub touchy subject. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I genuinely believe that this is mur murder but there's still going to be people who are going to have different beliefs and find reasons to do it so you might as well keep it legal so at least you know it, you don't have these tragedies of people having to buy like underground black mm -hmm. market pills and, and mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. it, it's way worse when mm -hmm. it's illegal this is this is the bottom line the same thing goes with prostitution i mm -hmm. don't agree with it but if it is illegal It's much worse. Mm -hmm. it's exactly because nobody can check it. No, no, no uh, health inspections. No nothing and stuff. And in, in the underground. And when you have slaves working there and and stuff. I mean, might still. But yeah, I'm. I'm also. You know, I'm not <laughs> for prostitution. But I'm also. I think it's better to have it out in the open. This is also the same subject with. Um, you know, we have some Nazi parties uh, in Germany and I rather have them out in the open than uh, to forbid them and, and to put them underground. My wife is the opposite uh, opinion. You know, she wants them uh, forbidden, but I'm more like keep them out in the open, let them talk about their stupid stuff and then we can control them better and we, we can see them and not force them to the underground like with prostitution or drugs and stuff because then, you know... Um, you, you get uh, tainted drugs, for example, and then you kill yourself because it's it's uh, mixed up with uh, rat poison or something. Tell me if forbidding cocaine 
has done anything to hinder the cocaine business worldwide. <laughs> no, uh, exactly. It's actually like it's. I don't know if 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 you have heard this. You know, there was uh, um, oh, what's what's his name? Uh, the 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 guy from Bavaria who said, um, "Oh, we don't need any more laws uh, for for driving restrictions because it's forbidden to drive too fast." You know, but uh, okay, you know, you still need laws to to enforce it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things is forbidden, but But um, anyway, um, ah, Seehofer, Horst Seehofer, was it? You might have heard of him. I think I think I have. Yeah. Long story short, uh, I this was the reason why I chose Germany, and then I ended up staying here for other reasons. But I am glad I did. You like it's um, it's definitely a place that has given me a lot of opportunities. Like just to give you an example, uh, 10 minutes away from me, you maybe you are familiar with the company Brainworks. Is it is it the, 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 like where you can rent a store a, a space for you or something or no 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 Brainworks is a VST plugin developer they ah I saw, I saw they, that you worked for for one of the game things right uh, for um, uh, here one of a super hot uh, a game game thing yes. uh, you did the soundtrack yeah 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 yeah. They are a company based out of Poland, and I also use some of uh, Brainworks plugins for this. But, but no, Brainworks is um, it, it's based out of Leverkusen, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's where the main studio is. Um, so it's next door. It's like 10 minutes away, and uh, they basically they do they model um, hardware units like compressors, EQs, synthesizers, and whatnot, and they create virtual plugins mm -hmm. out of it. So you can use them on your computer when you're producing music, and they sound so good. Like they have official emulations from, I don't know, Randall amplifiers. Um, uh, they they have all the official Engel uh, okay. amplifier emulations. Mm -hmm. They're from them. So mm -hmm. they're they're like this really really um, prominent company in the pro audio world, and they are like 10 minutes away from here. You know what I mean? Also, my neighbors uh, are. Um, um, it's Lucky Bob Music Agency. They are the booking agency of classic bands like Rage, Nazareth. You know, mm -hmm. like the people back in open air would mm -hmm. come here uh, at least once a year to meet with them and have some coffee and whatnot. Like, it's definitely, um, I would say from, you know, from the EU, I would say this is definitely, this is where, where most things happen. It's it's a hot spot. Yeah, you, you get you got to the right right place here. So have you been to this uh, uh, factory in, in Leverkusen or to, to this uh, company? I should, actually, because I've been in Burscheid since April 2018. And, you know, I always see them. Uh, or at least one of the guys, because he also plays with uh, one of the bands at uh, Lucky Bob Books. So he's been in the studio. We've had drinks. He also has another studio nearby. But I've never actually been to Brainworks, even though I've also done work for them. But mm -hmm. it, online you know and i'm like this is fucking crazy you're like next door why don't i just go there you know mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i guess it hasn't happened yet but but that's a good question like maybe i should text them after this phone like hey what are you doing next week and just come yeah, exactly, over and exactly i mean this is this is so i mean you know the cool thing is um we can have this conversation just by video chat and it's it's cool and i can you know talk with everyone worldwide for it but still uh, and I, i guess you will agree with that if you really go somewhere if you really meet someone that's still something different you know if you meet someone in the flesh and and um, we are human beings and a human interaction you know it's um it's great it's um 
it's cool that we can do this. You know, it's much easier. I don't have to leave my home. You don't have to leave. What? It should not. I know where you're going. Like, it should not be a replacement for human interaction. Exactly, exactly. It's it's uh, a surrogate, but not not uh, a replacement. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. So yeah, you know, I'm 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 glad I made it here. Um, and uh, to be fair, the, the German government was not very um, difficult to deal with when it came to doing the immigration paperwork. Like I, I still needed to do some things, but it was it was possible, mm -hmm. you know. And I made sure that I built a bulletproof case as well when I went to the to the German embassy in the U.S. in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I brought like a book worth of papers, and then they're like, "Why did you bring so many papers?" And I'm like, "Because I wanted to build a bulletproof case. <laughs> like I really want to do this. You know what I mean?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, but the, here's the thing: like, this is the good thing about the German system that I see. Yes, maybe you need to do a lot of things, but it works. Mm -hmm. You bring the papers, you make sure everything is correct, and things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, as expected. As mm -hmm. opposed to going somewhere where you maybe mm -hmm. this is what you and yeah, if if you if, if a certain amount of money changes hand or if you do something, you know, things can happen or maybe not. Yeah, I I know exactly. It, that's that's a good point because sometimes you know the Germans look down on their very um, bureaucratic system, but it works, and that's um, you you can say something against it, but also. It, it's working and it's it's slow and, and not always uh, fancy and and it's annoying. Oh, do I have to really show you this stuff? But once you did this, then things happen, you know. So um, we are very kind of <laughs> structured in this way and um, it's good and bad. But yeah, it, it's good because there is very little corruption and stuff. I mean, I mean, I would not say, you know, we are completely free of that, but um If if you have a good case, more corruption free than say Spain or Italy mm -hmm. or Portugal, like yeah, you're, you're I, I would say so. I would say so too. Mm -hmm. So it, it is. It is. It is what it is. Like um, I like that Germany is a country where excellence is rewarded, mm -hmm. as opposed to poverty. You know, if you if you do a, a job well done you will get a reward for it. Like you mm -hmm. will be motivated to do more, to be better. And, and it's, uh, th this is something that I, there's, I don't see that in so many places. Like mm -hmm. uh, there, in other places, I mean, of course you still have uh, sh shit music or people who are famous for being stupid everywhere. But in the general sense, it's still much more, it's, it seems to be a general sense of appreciation for things that are excellent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And this is something that motivates me to work harder, as a matter of fact, because I come from a place where, you know, being uh, very bright in school and everything uh, was actually uh, not a good thing for me. Uh, okay. It was very, it was very negative, you know, because, because, well, nobody liked to be around someone who was that good according to them because it wasn't like i was that good i was just doing what you're supposed to do in school i just later found out that nobody else was <laughs> you mm -hmm. know okay I okay okay yeah no so you're, you're better off in germany that's for that's for sure one uh, i can give you also a downside on this because in in germany um i don't you might not know this but you need um to have a learned profession to be able to do something if you wanna if you wanna be um you know, uh, just a sales clerk uh, in Rewe, you know, you need to have this profession to be, huh? 
Eine Ausbildung, exactly. You need to be a, a, sales, a learned sales clerk. And then you can do it. You know, and this is sometimes really annoying because, um, as you know, I changed my, my profession quite a lot. And, um, but it was tough because I, I got rejected because I don't have a real um, profession certificate, you know, die richtige Ausbildung for this job. So I was, I was uh, no, you cannot do this because you don't have a paper who says you can do it. You know, in the United States, it's like, oh, okay, we let you do it. And if you cannot do it, we fire you again. And that's it. And, yeah. and This is something that I'm also like, for, that was an issue that I had actually recently um, when I spoke to the EOS and the Behörde. Uh, I basically told them, you know, I mean, we are in the middle of a crisis that has affected the music industry at large. Mm -hmm. So I told them, thankfully, my business is still going well. Uh, but, you know, there maybe I will come to a, to a point where, you know, maybe, you know, because I don't care. I don't have any shame in admitting in any of this stuff. Like, you know, when, when you look at all these people who are like super successful and they look untouchable and everything, man, a lot of these people like Trent Reznor, I, mm -hmm. I think I saw his, his story somewhere. And I, I, forget, I forget if it was him. Or, but I learned something. I think it was Trent Reznor who was like cleaning the toilets in a local studio in exchange for 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 you know some some classes or letting him use the studio to do yeah, some stuff. Yeah, I, I, I read I read that he can exactly he, he was cleaning the studios and so he could uh, in the off times he could use them and so he he recorded yeah. his first his first uh, record you know the downward spiral um, in in the off time of a studio. And, and yeah, and he was clean. I, I guess he also clean, cleaned the toilets. Yeah, I, mean, I have not gotten to that point. But my point is, I don't see it as something degrading. Like if I am like, okay, what happens if I am unable to find any clients, unable to find someone like I've, I've been able to do it so far. So I think it should be all right. But what happens when you run out of clients who have money because they have to save money because we are in this Corona crisis, for example, mm -hmm. like thank you, there's always a need for music, even if it is for video games. But, you know, let's suppose I, I come to the worst and I have a couple of rough months and I have to pay taxes and I am like, okay, I am at zero. So my Aufenthaltstitel, because of my category, I cannot go and clean the toilets anywhere. And I cannot even do that legally, mm -hmm. you know, I, unless I change my category my, uh, to, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I don't know what, it, what the hell it was. So I talked to the stadium and I'm like, Listen, like, can I at least have, can I be allowed to just like, just have the opportunity to do it in the case of emergency so I don't have to go through all this process, you know, because by the time I figured out that I have to clean toilets, it might be too late. Or maybe I just need to do it for two months. So mm -hmm. I'm not trying to change my categories so I can just clean toilets and then change it again because I can be a DJ again. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah, see, this is this is the downside of a, of a system. So, uh, what happened to me was um, I was lucky enough that I, I lived abroad for for seven years, and I was working there. You know, I was working uh, in the countries where I lived, and and so as I came back to Germany, the Germans could not say that I cannot do the job I was doing in a foreign country in a different language. So we kind of acknowledged that I can do the job even if I don't have a certificate, you know. Okay. So and now I'm doing a job I never learned, but I can do quite well because it fits my persona. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, a supporter. I, I do support for a little uh, software uh, company. So, um, you know, I like to be friendly with people and help them. So that's that's my persona. And, and 
but I never learned it. And that's my, my point is, yeah, and I still can do it. <laughs> you could learn to be friendly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is kind of, um, I, I guess you agree with this as well. It's um, the best thing what can happen to anyone is to find in life what he really likes to do it and get paid for it, you know? So um, you are in a very lucky position. You love music and, and you, do, you do it. And I, I mean, I cannot live from music, but I found something that I really like to do and I like to work with the people. It kind of keeps me, you know, sharp because I'm learning a lot about technology and, and you know, I have to be up to date and stuff and I'm working with very young people from the IT uh, uh, company, you know. So um, it kind of keeps me fresh as well. So I, I don't mind it, you know. I have a job I really like um, and that's the best thing that can happen to you. Um, so to get paid for for things you you really like to do, yeah, definitely. And I think it's a it's a blessing. It's a mm -hmm. blessing. I'm for it every day. Like I said, like this is. Um, I had a couple situations in my life where I felt like I was almost going to lose everything that I worked for, and I think this is some. This was one of the things that helped me be so down to earth and humble. Like I realized mm -hmm. that you know I am not almighty, untouchable, and and this is might not be forever. Mm -hmm. You know, so now I have a very different view on life. I'm more, I'm more prepared for some. Maybe I mean there are some changes that no matter what, no, nothing can prepare you for. I don't know, de the death of a loved uh, person, for example. Mm -hmm. But uh, I am much more open to, to doing drastic changes uh, if I need to. To give you an example, um, the, the studio we see right here and the keyboards. I had something like this before. It was a little smaller, but I still had a bunch of instruments. Mm -hmm. and I have can you maybe show the keyboards because I think you showed it to me but uh, the, the audience has not have not seen it yet so there wait, you uh, go. I'm, wait, wait I'm putting it on on your cam so that the audience can really see and uh, oh man yeah nice stuff nice stuff I see Arturia Arturia beat yeah. thing I see okay okay yeah is, uh, Boomstar SC80 by Studio Electronics I freaking love that company it's, a, it's I mean I wouldn't say it's underrated but it's a bit of a boutique Mm -hmm. um, uh, synthesizer develop developers and they they make um, like everything they do sounds great they they started off uh, with um, sort of cloning other synthesizers but now they, they kind of just did their own thing so this is a, a monophonic synthesizer with two oscillators that has the same filter you find in the Yamaha CS80 so that's why it's called the SE80 and it has mm -hmm. very um, it's perfect for for like vo vocal sounding filters. Like does you can do oh, like this cool. stuff. It's really cool. cool. The mini brood with a special it... case that a friend of mine did. Oh, the cool. <laughs> the limited edition Polyvox desktop. This was, they only made like a hundred units of this one. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a Russian one or what is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Polyvox. Hmm. Okay, yeah. And there's only like a hundred units of this one. Like it's, it's very few people who have it. I just was lucky enough to meet the people who did it, and uh, they honestly made me like a very nice price for it mm -hmm. because an I, offer I you couldn't resist. Yeah, mm. I wasn't gonna say no to that, and, and I freaking because I love this synth, the, the original synthesizer as well. And here's the Microfig by mm -hmm. Arturia. It's a really, really cool synthesizer that I recommend because it's not expensive at all. Yeah, I, I know this one. Uh, I was thinking actually of getting, but you know, we talked about this uh, off of the air. I have enough. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm not gonna get too much. I don't, 
myself buying another like this would be i'm sure there i can make space for more but mm. i don't know like mm -hmm. I, i see i look new synthesizers every now and then and i find out that i just there's nothing there's no real reason for me to buy another synth mm -hmm. you know uh dave smith now sequential circuits again they renamed the company again the pro 2 i really like the sound of the synth The Novation Ultra Nova, which is an extremely underrated piece of hardware. Uh, I think it's because they made it cheaper and people assumed, you know, people... Mm -hmm. Cheaper, they, cheaper they, is, is, is worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's not actually. Like this thing, it, it, it houses the, the, a much better synth engine than the previous like Supernovas. But I guess back then it was just more expensive to put something together that could do that. And that's the thing. Like it was more expensive to do a polyphonic synthesizer like 40 years ago than it is to do now because you can mm -hmm. just do it in a, in a computer. And you can so it just, do it digitally. It, you know, exactly. It's, it's much, much easier today. But just because it feels easier, it's easier doesn't mean like it's, you know, better or worse. Just everything has a different tone to it. I, I think I have tone for decades here. There's a mm -hmm. Moog mm -hmm. 37, the classic Virus TI, Paul Edition, Roland JDXI, and then all these pedals. I mean, this is really too much. I, I, I don't yeah, know yeah. another keyboard ever are, again. Are we, are we all plugged in or is it just, uh, I mean, do you have to plug them in if you, if you want to start doing something? I just have to, to fire up a stack dozen leister. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Click yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and when, when we're on. Mm -hmm. Genau, über Spannungsschutz. <laughs> yeah, sehr gut, sehr gut. Uh, your German is really great. <laughs> learn in amazon <laughs> <laughs> good yeah, good that up and it, it it turns on all the sense and those two monitors that i have up there and uh and this is all uh, wired through a how do you call it a freaking uh like a mish hub or something uh a mishpult a mixer a mixer hmm? yeah you know a mixer a mixing mm. console i have mm. a small mixing console like this this is happening to me a lot like i am actually juggling between four languages every day, which is Spanish, Italian, English, and German. So I, I sometimes think in one, and I am not able to find the word in another one. Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. It's always a, a big mix. And there is a there is a delivery guy that is exactly the same. He is, um, he is Portuguese, but he can speak Spanish, Italian, and he lives here. So he also speaks mm -hmm. uh, German. Uh, so he, every time he comes here, he, like we have like our own dialect. He just say randomly words in every language together without, without even noticing. Like that day, like, "Puts dar vida surhuko paketo per la signorina Linda Linda Cornells here." I'm like, what? and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no problem, tranquilo, vado. And then I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, you know? Okay. For uh, yeah. me, sometimes this is, uh, you know. Um, my wife usually speaks English with me because she's uh, she's from Australia, but sometimes she says something in German for me, and then I I don't understand it because I expect you know my 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 brain expect um, an English things, and I don't under you know I I hear it audibly, but I don't understand it, and then I have to switch and kind of ah she's speaking German, and then I can understand it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so so a complete mix. Uh, I I don't know. Um, Yeah, I, I I can only speak two languages uh, fluent, you know, German and English. Of course, I learned Russian because I grew up in the Russian zone. But 
это пишет московская комсомольская газета. Добро пожаловать, дамы и господа, я Зардоник. А, очень хорошо, очень хорошо. Хорошо, красиво, я люблю тебя. А, очень хорошо, это самый важный. Я тоже люблю тебя. Yeah, I do think I gotta go. Yeah, you, you said you said yeah. We're we're almost uh, we're already over uh, an, an hour. So thank you very much for your time. I'm I'm not I'm I'm absolutely fine. We can we can do it again, or we can we can go for a beer. You know, hopefully, Corona will be one day over. I just read you know this uh, we were working on seven different vaccines. So I mean, everyone is uh, is on it. So basically, um, I, I think. Next year, beginning of next year, uh, uh, realistically, uh, we will have a vaccine. And then, you know, when I'm coming, I'm coming and then <laughs> checking out with Sins. Pami? Where do you live now? I live in Jena. Uh, ah. This is in Thuringia, uh, Thuringen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you see, I, want, I need to see more of Germany. So, maybe, I mean, you, you want to come over here, that's, that's also cool uh, to me. But, but you can come, come over to, to Jena. <laughs> that's a, I want to see more. Yeah, of course, come, come. You know, my, my, my wife and my daughter, they both speak English, so there should be no problem. And, okay, now, now is fall. It's not, uh, you might still catch some nice autumn leaves here. Uh, we have nice, nice mountains where we can walk to. I mean, if if you're up for it, come here, and then we can have a live uh, interview again, or, or some, you know, and uh, I show you the city. I mean, honestly, come. You know, I'm not an American who says, "Oh, we should have dinner sometime." No, 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 I know how it is. That's one really good thing that I like about Germans. If people here say yes, it means yes. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I'm the one who sometimes gets well, not into trouble, but then I realize, you know, I tell this to someone, and maybe I really mean it. Mm -hmm. But I am not sure of when I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they'll come back to me. And, hey, you know, you remember you said you wanted to have a beer with me. So I am free the next weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to write it in, in, in the schedule? And I'm like, holy shit. Like, okay, so this person means it, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do it. And, no, but no, no. This, I've... This I have met many friends, so it's awesome. You remember? You remember? I remember as you you showed me when when we set up this this call. You know that you're so busy. So I mean, I will I will get in touch with you once in a while, and if it works out, it works out. But you know, I'm I'm not a kind of, you know, I'm not a, a stalker or something. I'm just uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed our conversation as well. So I, I wish you all the best. Now do your laundry. <laughs> Put it away, and um, yeah, thank you so much. We didn't even talk about your music or something, but it's it's cool. I wrote down a few questions yeah. next time. I guess if if someone actually watched this whole thing through without knowing what I do, and you still are interested, uh, it's just Google Zardonic, and then exactly. you'll find some tracks mm -hmm. on YouTube. And if you like it, you know, share it. And if you don't, 
share it to someone you think would like it. That's, that's the best thing. <laughs> that's a good advice. Help. That's a good advice. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed it. Um, you're, you're a great person. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm, really happy um you you made you made my day i was a little bit you know like i told you in the beginning fanboyish and my heart was bumping <sighs> and, and you, you can take I'll, i'll let you wear the mask and everything <laughs> just letting you know it really smells bad but if you want to do that i'll let you do it <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you very much have a nice evening and um I get in touch with you uh, once in a while, and if it works out, it works out. And you know, I'm not. Um, I know you are super busy. No okay. worries. Keep in touch, and we'll make it happen. Okay. Goodbye and and good night. Alles klar. Bis dann. Tschüss. <laughs>